Hello everyone, this is the Teaching Service Commission Radio Teaching Program in collaboration with the Ministry of Basic and Senior Secondary Education. My name is Elsie Mae Melanie Buckle and I am your radio teacher for maths, lower primary, grades 1 to 3. Maths lessons will be broadcast every Tuesdays from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and Fridays from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. Today, we will continue our week-long review of numbers from 1 to 10. Like each lesson, we'll do five activities. Our first activity will be a mindful moment to get our brains settled and ready to learn. Our second activity will be a number warm-up to practice our counting skills. Our third activity will be a number workout. Today, we will continue our review of numbers from 1 to 10. Our fourth activity will be a brain break to rest and reset ourselves. Our fifth activity will be a surprise. We will conclude with some homework. For today's class, you need a notebook, a pencil, and your counters. If possible, take more than 10 counters. You can also draw dots on your paper if you do not have counters when you draw quantities for problems. If you have a partner that can sit with you and help you during the lesson, please call them now. Don't worry if you don't have anyone, you will still be able to do all the exercises. Please gather the materials you need. Okay, let's get started. We have been given a few rules to follow in order to protect ourselves against the coronavirus. One rule says we should wash our hands with soap and water for 20 seconds often in a day. We should wash the germs off of our hands with soap and water before we eat, after we go to the bathroom, after we touch someone, or after we cough or sneeze. Another rule the government has given us right now is that we should avoid large gatherings of people since we don't know who may have the coronavirus or not. This includes school, church, mosque, sporting events, and the market. If we need to go to the market, we should go quickly and not go with the entire family. There is a new rule that we need to try to follow. Now, the government is telling us to cover our mouth and nose with the cloth anytime we go out and we'll see other people. This will make sure that no coronavirus germs get into our nose or mouths. We can use any cloth that we have, but it has to be thick enough that the germs cannot pass through it easily. 
I hope you understand. This will help prevent the coronavirus germ from getting inside of our bodies. Adults, are you hearing it? If you leave the house to go to the market, the government wants us all to wear something over our noses and mouths so we can protect ourselves from catching the coronavirus germ. This is another way of being a hero in the fight against coronavirus. We have been talking about some really difficult things over the last few lessons. From safe touch to what to do when you get hurt by an adult. I am so proud of everything you have learned so far from our time on the radio. Today, we are going to talk about your safety network. A safety network are those people in your life who want to not only keep you safe, but who want to hear about the times when you might feel unsafe. Do you remember what it means to be safe? It means we are protected from getting hurt. When we are unsafe, there is a possibility we can be hurt. This is my homework for you today. I want you to come up with three people in your life who are adults, who you can go to when you are feeling unsafe. Can you do that? Think of three people in our lives who we can talk to when we feel unsafe. We will talk more about your safety network very soon. As always, we are going to start by doing a mindful moment activity. Today, we will do a muscle squeeze exercise. Are you ready? First, I want you to sit up straight, relax your shoulders and close your eyes. We're going to take one deep breath together to start. I want you to breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth. Let's do it together. Breathe in deeply through your nose and out through your mouth. Great job. Now we will do our muscle squeeze. We are going to squeeze every muscle in our body. Count to 10 and then relax. Let's start. Squeeze your hands tightly in a fist. Keep them squeezed. Now, squeeze your arm muscles. Squeeze your leg muscles. Squeeze your face muscles. Keep everything squeezed so tightly while I count to 10. Keep breathing deeply while I count. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 10. Now, Relax all of your muscles. Shake your arms and legs to loosen them. 
shake off any tension, worry, nervousness you may have had. Great job. We're going to do that one more time. Let's start. Squeeze your hands tightly in a fist. Keep them squeezed. Now squeeze your arm muscles. Squeeze your leg muscles. Squeeze your face muscles. Keep everything squeezed so tightly while I count to 10. Keep breathing deeply while I count. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Now, relax. Shake away the tension in your body. Great! Let's go to our number warm-up. We will warm up our body and brain at the same time with an activity called count and move. Today, we're going to start by doing some moves. Then, we will recite an addition table. Start by raising your arms 10 times to the sky. Are you ready? Here we go. Raise your arms 10 times. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Good. Now do ten little jumps. Ready? Here we go. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Great! Now that your body is full of energy, we're going to practice mental arithmetic. Let's recite the addition table of three, stopping when we get the result 10. Three plus zero, three. Three plus one, four. Three plus two, five. Three plus three, six. Three plus four, seven. Three plus five, eight. Three plus six, nine. Three plus seven, ten. Great job warming up your brain. Now we're going to start our number workout. Do you have your pencil and paper ready 
as well as your 10 counters? Let's get started. What is it called when you divide a quantity into two equal parts? For example, a cake. I think we're talking about half. If you cut a cake in two equal parts, you cut it in half. Here is another example for using the word half. If there are four cookies left in the kitchen and I eat two, I eat half of them. Because if I eat two, there will also be two left. Two plus two makes two, then three, four. So two plus two equals four. Two cookies and two cookies are two equal parts. If I eat two cookies, I eat half of the cookies that were in the kitchen. If you haven't completely understood it, don't worry. We will continue to work on this notion. Repeat after me at home. When you divide a quantity into two equal parts, you get two halves. That's it. Now, here's the problem of the day. Listen up. Lisa is walking with her mom to visit her grandfather. After four kilometers, her mom tells her that they are halfway there. How many miles are there in total to go and visit her grandfather? I repeat, Lisa is walking with her mom to visit her grandfather. After four kilometers, her mom tells her that they are halfway there. How many miles are there in total to go and visit her grandmother? I'll leave you to think about it and use whatever method you prefer. Do you have all the numbers in mind? We have four kilometers already covered by Lisa and her mom. And we know that it's half of the way. We are looking for the total distance of the trip. All right, 
I hope it's now clear for everyone. I'll give you a little more time. So, what did you do? I used my counters to solve the problem. One counter represents one kilometer. At home, you can do the same. Take your counters and follow along. Lisa has already walked four kilometers. So I and put them on my sheet of paper. Let's do it together. One, two, three, four counters. Then I know that these four counters represent half the distance. Remember, half is when you take one of two equal parts. So that means the remaining part is equal to what has been already covered by Lisa and her mom. Then they still have four kilometers to go. Each part is equal. There are four kilometers and then another four kilometers. Let's go back to our counters. I take four counters to represent the continuation of the journey. Do the same at home. Add four counters on your sheet. One, two, three, four counters. Now we have to calculate the total journey. All I have to do is counting all of the counters. Let's do it all together. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I found eight counters. So the trip must be eight kilometers in total. I also did it differently to go faster. I did the calculation directly as I know that she has covered four kilometers and that she has four kilometers left since she is halfway there. I wrote the calculation four plus four. Now, all I have to do is to find the total of four plus four. Let's add four by counting from four. Four, then five, six, seven, and eight. Four plus four equals eight. In total, there are indeed eight kilometers.
Bravo! I am sure you used well the concept of half. Bonus question. If we imagine the total walk to see her grandfather, where is Lisa? She's halfway there. And so we can also say she's in the middle of the trip. If Lisa is halfway there, she's right in the middle. It's the same for a cake. If we cut it in the middle, we will have two equal halves. Second bonus question. If Lisa and her mother traveled two more kilometers, how much more will they have to travel to arrive? I repeat, if Lisa and her mother travel two more kilometers, how much more will they have to travel to arrive? I'm going back to my counters. In total, I have eight of them on my sheet. Let's put aside the four counters from the first half of the trip. One, two, three, four. Now there are two more kilometers covered. So I'm also putting aside two more counters. One, two. Good. Do the same at home. Put aside four counters and then two counters. Now I see that there are only two counters left. So there must be two kilometers to arrive now. Let's try another method. In total, I have eight kilometers. I know that Lisa has covered four kilometers and then two kilometers. That's four plus two. So four, then five, Six of the eight kilometers in total, she has already covered six. So what are we looking for now? We are now looking for what is missing from six to go to eight. After six, there are seven and eight. So I think there are only two kilometers missing. Do you have an idea of the operation that corresponds to what we have just done? It's four plus two plus two equals eight. And there are still 
two kilometers to go for Lisa to visit her grandfather. Good job. You've been working so hard during our number workout. Let's give our brains a break. We're going to play a game called As If. All you need to play is your imagination. To play this game, I'll say a scenario and you will act as if the scenario was actually happening. You'll start acting when I say action and freeze when I say cut. Okay, let's try the first one. When I say action, mimic the action of painting a picture with a lot of energy and inspiration. Remember when you hear cuts, that is your signal to stop painting. Ready, action. Next one, when I say action, walk as if you're walking through chocolate pudding. Ready, action. Cut. Last one, when I say action, swim as if a shark was chasing you. Ready, action. Cut. Okay, wasn't it nice to move your body for a bit? I hope you will be able to pay attention to our next part the continuation of our week's story tale. Indeed, it is now our story tale time. I hope you are eager to hear the continuation of the story of Simon and Caroline. Listeners, remind your partner of what happened in our last reading. Remember, Simon tries to become a circle to please Caroline. He started by rolling down a hill, but it didn't work. Then he started jumping off a cliff to get rid of his angles. But it didn't work very well either. He just flattened himself. He risks becoming just a flat line if he keeps going on. At the end of the reading, he tries to jump differently. I'm going to continue reading from where I was in our last lesson. Like before, put yourself in a comfortable position so you can understand what is going on. If you want, you can also draw at the same time. After another humiliation at the bottom of the cliff, Simon saw that his jump was just one more failure. 
he had just shrunk a little. He had turned into a rumbus. He felt more and more angry. I've had enough. I'm going to try one last time. He shouted half angry, half disappointed. Well, that's the last one. I'll have to concentrate. Simon carefully inspected the cliff, hoping to find a solution to no avail. So he took a deep breath and threw himself into the void, screaming in rage, I want to change shape! Three times. Alas, he didn't become round. But that time he gained another side. Now he was a pentagon with five sides. Disappointed and purple with rage, he walked away from the cliff. Surely, it's not by jumping into the void that he will become round. At most, he could gain an extra side to become a pentagon. I promise not to jump again, he says. But suddenly, his hope of becoming round was rekindled. I've got five sides now. I'll probably be able to roll. I need to try rolling again. Happy with his new idea, he set out on his march towards the top of Trapez Hill. Simon thought of the long slope on which he had slipped before. Now that I have five sides, it seems possible to me to roll. There's only one way to be sure about that. Simon was now convinced of his success. Rather than jumping into the air as he had done before, he swung down the slope by making a wheel, putting all his energy on his side to start rolling. Great! It's working! Simon started to roll and quickly picked up speed. Before concluding, tell me what method did Simon use today to try to become a circle. Now he tried to jump off the hill each time in a different way. That way, he doesn't always fall on the same side and changes its shape. How many sides does he have at the end of the jumps? He has five sides instead of four, before when he was a squire. You followed well. We'll know more if Simon finally manages to become a circle. And please, Caroline, in our next lesson. Well, that's it for our lesson today. Great work growing your brain. I hope that was fun. Let's correct the homework from the previous lesson. 
The question was to find which quantity is the smallest between 10 envelopes minus 4 envelopes or 5 envelopes plus 2 envelopes. What did you do? I first calculated each quantity of envelopes. We have 10 envelopes minus 4 envelopes, which means doing the subtraction 10 minus 4. Let's count backwards four times from 10. 10, then 9, 8, 7, and 6. 10 minus 4 is 6. For the second one, it's 5 envelopes plus 2 envelopes, meaning the addition 5 plus 2. 5 plus 2, that makes 5, then 6 and 7. So 5 plus 2 equals 7. We have 6 for the first one and 7 for the second one. Between 6 and 7, the smallest is 6. And 5 is smaller than 7. For the next lesson, find two different quantities around you and say which one is the greater. I repeat. Find two different quantities around you and say which one is greater. It was a great time with you all. Thanks for your work and your attention. Tune in next time as we continue to explore additions and subtractions. Goodbye.